0: huh Sims is threatening to throw it all off the rails and that's what we do on Monday morning after wild card weekend Sims I didn't get to watch the games with you I know you were sick at home Woo. like the English patient coughing up a lung gosh
1: yellow it was bad. bile.
0: Actually. Great. You you brought it up. You know what else was like, Bile? What? Our picks. (laughs) All four underdogs covered this weekend, and we only picked one underdog. That was Tennessee, and we weren't weren't even sure about that one. Damn. But all the underdogs covered. Carolina kept it close. Falcons won outright, and the Bills. I picked the Saints to cover. Yes, you did. It was seven points. They yeah. had it, and then yeah. Christian McCaffrey ran for 80 yards. Damn. Yeah, Damn. but what we're going to do is we have a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, we are going to recap all four games with three major questions. Sims. What really happened? Number two, who are people blaming? And number three, what is the dope shit that you're going to remember about this game for a long time? Okay. We are also going to see who set the bar. We're going to rank the eight quarterbacks left in the playoffs and then we're going to get into Brady, Belichick, and Kraft because that to me was the story of the weekend. They're not the three best friends that That anybody's had. had. And Gruden getting $100 million. I want to start off first though. It just happened. If you have the BR app, you would know this. Matt Nagy, looks like he's going to be the new head coach of the Chicago Bears. Matt Nagy, recent OC of the Kansas City Chiefs. Do you like that move for a young Mitchell Trubisky?
1: I do. I think it's a a wonderful fit for Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, I I look at it like this. Matt Nagy, yeah, what offense is he going to run? He's going to run the offense you've seen in Kansas City or in Philadelphia the last two years, and I think Trubisky has the kind of skill set that fits that type of offense, right? go. I mean, he's that kind of guy. He's Alex Smith but he's bigger, and he has a better arm. And he's going to throw the ball better within the pocket. But similar in the ability where you'll be able to keep the ball in a read option and he'll run for 10 or 15 yards from time to time. You'll be able to do a lot of different things with him on the move from within the pocket. So I do like the move. I'll be interested to see who he brings in as the D.C.
0: We are, do you think he keeps Vic Fangio? I mean, that's what I would Why do. Why would you not? I, exactly. The question is, do Vic, does Vic want to be the guy, yet again, passed up for a head coaching job and have to coach defense for somebody else? Yeah,
1: I know. I know. He's turning it's, into
0: Dean Pease before our eyes.
1: Yeah, he is. I mean, it's, he's been disrespected for a long, long time. I mean, it doesn't look like he's ever going to be a head coach. So hopefully he can just realize, hey, I got some talent and pieces here in Chicago that I like.
0: Yet again, a lot of people, though, are going to get upset at someone like Matt Nagy because of what happened to the Chiefs' offense in the second half. Right. Kansas City goes out there, goes into halftime, up 21-3. to Alex Smith ends the half with a fantastic read, letting the clock run down, completely
1: horrible clock management, by the way. But, but they scored a touchdown, so nobody talks about it.
0: There are a lot of things that have happened this past weekend that were bad coaching decisions right. that either got glossed over... Right. Because because good things happened yeah. or that we remember. That's wild card weekend. But let me start off with that game. Kansas City, Tennessee. In your mind, why did this happen? How did it go down? Okay. I, I, I mean, the number one thing I look at,
1: right off the bat, and I, and I I think I texted this to you during the game yesterday, I mean, First of all, Chris Jones going out on the first or second Tours play. His MCL, right? That was huge. Chris Jones is the best player on the front seven for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's the most disruptive. He's the guy that's hardest hardest to double team. So then added to that, you know, people can talk about, oh, there was we didn't run the ball enough. The Kansas City Chiefs. Well, when were they supposed to run it? When the defense was on the field for eight and a half minutes, the first drive for the score, or when the defense was on the field for the next four minutes for the next score? I mean, the Chiefs barely had—they had the ball six plays in the third quarter. Yes. Now they ran the ball twice with uh, Kareem Hunt. They threw the ball twice with Alex Smith, and he scrambled twice. So there's your six plays. So I don't look at that as a Matt Nagy stay consistent with the run. I look at it as, hey, defense, there's players there, and they're allowed to stop the other team's offense and get Marcus Mariota and company off the field. That's where I think the game went wrong in my eyes.
0: Man, well, he had 156 total yards rushing Derrick Henry, and like 151 of them were in the second half yes. when Chris Jones went right.
1: out. Out of uh, the fact they missed the field goal, right? They could have gone up 24 to 10. Yes. And they didn't take advantage of that. I mean, 24 points wins well, the game by two. So, uh,
0: here is what they're saying right now. Kareem Hunt only had 14 touches, 11 carries. Andy Reid fucked up yet again. Right. I have learned something now that this is like the fourth year that we've done Wild Card weekend mm-hmm. together. Y'all are, let me say this because the people that are listening to Sims and Left go know what's going on. Most people are not watching football all year. They're not. They're looking at their fantasy team, they're looking at their daily fantasy team, and they're checking to see if they picked winners. They're not watching the game. The amount of people that can't sit down and watch one game is crazy to me. I love it. It's crazy to me that they can't do it. And what I'm learning about you guys is that you're box score bounty hunters. The game ends, and you go, let me see which category looks weird. Oh Kareem Hunt only had 11 carries well that's the issue Oh time of possession you didn't have the ball enough. I'll never forget I was in a press conference with Rick Patino and I said, Rick, you've been winning with the press all year. why didn't you press today he goes let me teach you something when can you press and I said uh when you want to create pressure he goes no when you score a basket right we shot 35% from the floor, we can't get into a press. And you begin to realize that all of this is one big flow. Kansas City didn't run the ball in the second half because Tennessee started with like an eight-minute drive. Eight and a half. And they went down. The, the whole game is like over now. Yeah. Then Kansas City gets it back, punts, gets the ball back again, and Butker misses a field goal. Right. And we're practically in the fourth quarter. Right. And for me, there wasn't an opportunity to get carries. But people don't look at game flow. They look at stats. I mean, people are going to blame Sean McVay for Pharaoh Cooper. And we're going to get to that in a second. Right. It's just incredible to me that I turn on Philadelphia Talk Radio today and someone said, hey, man, i got to hear X's and O's. How can the Eagles stand with the Falcons? What can they do? And the guy goes, two things, run the ball and play defense. And I went, this is what people are talking about. Yes. And just the reason, I know you were getting weird about Bortles yesterday and you're like, look, I feel like I'm being too hard on him. We always tell the truth. And that's what we're going to continue to do. That's my overarching upset with people in the playoffs, right? Yes. Yeah. because I don't think they know what they're go- they're doing. No, well, I think your your point. I never really
1: thought about it that way until you kind of ranted about this before we started the show. That you're right. I, I do feel. That the last two years, especially, and, and of course, I guess I'm more you know noticing it than I'm in the business. But yeah, people are not really paying attention to what's going on in the NFL. They're paying attention to their fantasy teams, few big storylines. But I feel like I said to you, I feel like last year it was the playoffs when everyone went. Hmm. Aaron Rodgers may be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yes. It took like the Giants game and that amazing Cowboys game for everybody <sighs> to go. Oh wow! Yeah, he
0: is kind of special, huh? Some other stuff from this Chiefs Titans game. One. We have doubted Mariota for a long time. Right. For what he's done the last two weeks, ending week 17, running over Barry Church and standing there and the team saying, man, that's the dude. And then what I am now going to call the Mariota... I know Brad Johnson did it before, compliments of John Gruden's cell phone. But when you catch your own pass in the playoffs to start a run, Mariota is a playoff legend for me from here on out. He is untouchable. What he did was incredible. That play, can you imagine?
1: No, I mean, that that was one of the more amazing plays you're going to see. I'm not ready to crown Mariota as this amazing. I know you have. I mean, 12 of 21 for 134 yards last week. Set the block on on Derrick Henry. I know, yes, it was great. I know. Those are the things we love to jump on too. Uh, well, but I'm sorry I'm still, that his
0: offense is run by malarkey. Hey, and he doesn't
1: have anybody open, hey, and his
0: best receiver runs a four six. That, that's
1: that's a problem. There's no doubt about that. And I don't give. I'm not trying Fucking to sit hater. here and hold him against that. <laughs> but I'm saying I'm not sitting here also just going oh. Well, I expect Marietta to come out and just torch this Patriot defense. I'm day. not going to
0: forget, right. the play before he hit Eric Decker for the game-winning touchdown, he missed a wide-open Corey Davis yes. down the sideline. Yes, he did. Like right. I wrote on my phone, it was like, wide-open Corey Davis, and then I wrote DECKER in all caps. Yeah, Let me read some other things. Yeah, I jinxed the fuck out of Harrison Bucker. No, not you. I turned to Andre and I go, you know, I haven't seen Harrison Bucker miss a kick all year. And I was like, yes. <laughs> uh do you think do you think the Titans would have been better all year if this was Derrick Henry's team than DeMarco Murray?
1: Why would you ask me a question you know the answer sometimes to? Sometimes I like for you to hammer it on. <laughs> Just hammer it. I home. mean it's again, called volleyball. This bro. is I feel like another Simpson Lefko like staple. I mean, we've been saying this for two years that this is a an animal with all due respect in the most respectful way. <laughs> in Derrick Henry that we have not seen in the history of football. A guy that, like, it looks like he took three steps to get outside, but yet nobody can catch him and he's running by everybody. What the hell is going on? He is a marvel of a specimen. I mean, he really is. And, again, I don't understand what has taken so long to get him in there, Mm. but he can make plays that are extremely difficult look very easy, and I honestly think that hurts them. An evaluator that they go, he's not running that hard, or yeah. he's not running through tackles, and you go, well, what do you mean he just bounced off seven people and kept going, and then nothing happened. I mean, so to me, uh it was a blessing
0: in disguise that DeMarco Murray got hurt. I want to give a shout-out to Jonathan Ciprian, who well I up, thought sip. had a huge game. Yeah, One, he knocked out Kelsey, yeah, that which was, was enormous. Sip. Then he got a big hold on Demetrius Harris that was called a Against him on a big play. Right. Second down with three minutes left, had a huge stop. And then the last play, he broke up as well. I just mm. thought he was all over the place. Yep. And
1: then it's so funny, because John Robinson, when I was working with the Patriots, the GM of the Titans, loved Cyprian really? coming out in the draft. Love him. And now he's on a team with him and he got him in a free agency. And it's just it's funny how that works. It. He does.
0: I also thought the Gruden McDonough it just added so much to it. And I heard you and Florio talking about it today where if that was a blowout, yeah, and McDonough would have kept asking about it. But McDonough one, Gruden putting his cell phone to the screen with Brad Johnson was just so Gruden. In his last game, like I'm so happy. I really
1: went. should have texted the middle finger emoji when he was doing that. I oh, really should have at that time. I should have set the middle of finger emoji. So literally, as he's like showing it, it comes up with like a big yellow like
0: up yours. People <laughs> tweeted at us and said the Sims text Gruden. You did that one time, I remember, and he responded during the game. It was about Aaron Rodgers. I'm pretty sure. It, it, well, you're right. It was the were Eagles like, game. You are like Aaron Rodgers, is fucking. Again. I think goes, Aaron
1: Rodgers. I say I think Aaron Rodgers might be the greatest quarterback I ever seen. And He wrote back like, dude, I think I agree. Um, like during the game, right? But yeah. uh, we t- we did we text. Friday or Saturday night? Me and John. Yeah. And? I just just said congrats, man. I said, I I can read you my text. I literally just said, I'm really happy for you. I'm happy for the Raiders. I'm happy for the NFL. Football's better this way. Kick ass. And what'd he say? And he just said, thanks, you know, stay in touch. Let's catch up soon. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Johnny Gruden. You're like, hey, let me be the uh, offensive quality hey. control assistant. And and like no, that. thank you. <laughs> uh, I'll say this. There was a few Gruden moments I thought were great. Right. One, they're going to challenge the catch in the end zone and it's clearly a catch and he goes, that's a catch. He, come on. And I was like, yes, Gruden gets so fed up with the refs he and I does. love it. And then he had another one where I think it was a big hit, but he goes, oh, you can feel this in your bones, man. <laughs> like, that's the shit I'm going to miss with Gruden. That's how he talks in meetings. And leadings. apparently Sean McDonough's gonna miss him too because he had one season together and he's crying and his voice cracking. Yeah, I know. Yes, <laughs> it's Does he like deliberately try to make his voice crack? I don't know, dude. Like I, I've told this to people here. <laughs> it's Derek Johnson, the mouse tackles. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I've seen enough of Sean McDonough. Yeah. By the way, I figured out I figured out the two that I won the booth with Sean McDonough. What? If it's not gonna be us. Sean McDonough, Randy Moss, Lewis Riddick. Oh, be that's good one. that's the three. That if he has be been smart, right. you pull Randy Moss and then you put Lewis Riddick in there. Lewis Riddick is not doing enough for your company. He needs to do more. Do
1: yeah, I, I agree. Or put
0: Lewis Rook and, and Ryan Clark.
1: I enjoy listening to Lewis Riddick.
0: Uh the other thing I'll say too is Jeff Triplett. That yeah. was his last game as referee. And I have a reason why I think everyone thinks he sucks at refereeing. It's a lot like Sean McDonough. I think it's his voice. I think when Jeff Triplett comes up there and he goes, "There's a penalty on the field. It is on the Kansas City Chase number 22." <laughs> People are like, "I don't trust this guy. I don't trust him." Yeah, I think it,
1: it's kind of his voice. I I know what you mean. The optics aren't. They, they don't help him out. That's for sure. But, but hey, screw the optics. Okay, it was bad. That was bad. He was bad. The refereeing. NFL has an issue. I'm I'm sorry. They really do. They got to go back to the drawing bar with the whole replay thing. Games are taking four and a half hours. Well, I thought it was funny it's, that in the
0: Jacksonville Buffalo game right. and in the Carolina New Orleans game, there right. was a lot of plays that would have been overturned in the regular season. That I feel like Riveron said, "Nope, not going to touch it." The Jacksonville touchdown, that ball fucking moved. The interception at the end of the Carolina game, that ball, that ball that moved shouldn't too. have
1: been a catch. The the out the of Mike Adams box. interception, that is a huge play.
0: But that's what I'm saying is, if that I was the offense, like, they would have overturned the catch and said that was an incomplete. match. That's why I think Riveron said I'm not going to be the story this week, which is equally as bad.
1: Yeah, they're they're a disgrace. They're right all there. over the place. I don't know what the hell to say. And
0: then about the it. only other thing I'll say is, man, Darrell Revis is one physical corner.
1: I th- I mean, listen, I get that's it. that's what you get for signing him. I get it, but people are making a big deal about nothing. He had the first down, whether Darrell gotcha. Revis went full speed or not. All I understand right. it's not good optics. Yes, I get that. But he wasn't going to make the play, nor do I think he's as close as it looks like on TV. You know, again, we're seeing a back angle from a camera that's 90 yards away. Yeah. And you don't really have the optics to go how much grass is between him and Derrick Henry. Yes. That's just my two cents. I, I understand. He he is it like that. It look good. It, it does look not good. look
0: good. No. Uh, I'll say this yeah. uh, about Tennessee and Kansas City. All four teams that had better time of possession the regular season had worse in the wild cards in this matchup. Mm. It made me think of Dallas and Oakland last year. Remember, they were 1-2 and in time of possession, and then they go out there and they don't have time of possession. It's a flimsy stat. Mm -hmm. Everyone thinks, oh, you're going to control the game. It doesn't matter. The other thing I'll say is this. Um, Quarterbacks running. You draft Mariota because there's a part in the back of your head that goes, you know, if he ever throws a ball and it gets tipped, he could catch it and run it into the end zone, or he can run. Finally, Marcus Mariota is running. Yes. Finally, Blake Bortles is running. Right. This is what they were drafted to do. It's part of their skill set, which is why you thought Mariota might be better than Jameis. I don't think people thought that was
1: Blake Bortles' skill set, but it is. Some it's his best attribute.
0: Do you think malarkey, if they get their ass kicked by the Patriots, keeps his job? I mean,
1: the way they came out and defended him, oh I mean, God. right? That wasn't like necessarily like, oh, we give him our vote of confidence for what? This week? The whole year? What the hell does that mean? I mean, Malar- that was the most vague like yes. statement I've ever seen by ownership.
0: To me, it's just funny that a coach that doesn't do well all year—that you don't want him—and then in the first playoff game runs a two-point conversion when you haven't run one all year, and instead of pounding it with Derrick Henry, who's been killing it, you run a bunch four-set formation on the left. Like they could have easily lost that game, and then we would have a new coach. But because they pulled it out,
1: yeah, I don't know. I I, know. I mean, I'm I'm with you. I mean, and then again, I mean, what did what happened there? then it became, oh, Kansas City's got a chance to get a field goal and win the game if they get the ball back. Now, they didn't get it back, but there he is. If he just went 10-17, 10-17, so to 17, the next touchdown would have been 24, yes. and at the very worst, you're stuck with, okay, if Kansas City does get the ball back and kicks a field goal, at least we go to overtime. It's Why the... are they chasing points with 14 minutes left to go in the game? Like These people are like the Wizard of Oz, like, let me
0: look into my crystal ball. It's just crazy to me that when they fire a new coach and bring somebody in, they say, patience, we're going to take the long-form approach. Yeah. But when it comes to moving on, they're like, well, he won the very last game, and that negates the 16 before where we didn't have any confidence But,
1: at all. I, I mean, McDaniels, I do think, was going to be the head guy to go there. I really do. That. I, I know could. I said that a few weeks ago, uh, and, and I, I knew that Malarkey was on the hot seat if they
0: did not win that game. Let's go to the Saturday night game, which is Atlanta, L.A. Uh, I want to hear first, from your point of view, why did Atlanta pull this off? What okay. was the big key of the game? Well,
1: the, I mean, it's, it's sometimes as simple as this. Turnovers. Farrell Cooper fumbling the ball. He only got one. Right, Blake Countess is really the other one because right. it bounced off his foot. So that wasn't Farrow Cooper's right. fault, and we all like to blame him for it.
0: Farrow almost did another he one. He
1: almost did another one, and he almost went. And then he had a drop pass, too, I Ugh. believe, at some point. So he really had a bad night. But that, ch- listen, I don't care if you're the 79 Steelers or the 89 49ers. You turn the ball over in your own territory twice in a playoff game, it's going to be hard for you to win. I don't give a crap if it's the 6th seed, the 10th seed, the 12th seed. Whatever it is. It just
0: Turnovers were 2 enough
1: Turnovers were t- 2 to nothing. Right. So now that gives uh, and Atlanta the ball. a 13 lead. Exactly right. They get to play from ahead. Uh, Rams are a team that specifically wants to play from ahead in their yes. perfect scenario formula.
0: Defensively. Right. Everything. Let their
1: defense unleash. Aaron Donald, you yeah. got to be pass-heavy when they have the lead. They can be balanced and mess you up. They got they lost their balance because of that, because of the fact that they got down early. And then, and then
0: Atlanta then, started the second half with an eight-minute drive. That's really, that was the killer.
1: There and then is. the game's the game is, over. Right. The game is 13 to 10. Okay. And you go, man, the Rams got outplayed the whole first half and they were in trouble. And here we are going to halftime. It's 13 to 10. But they go on an eight minute, 15, eight minute, 15 second drive. And the game becomes. Plays. The
0: game becomes like
1: 15 minutes after Exactly the- right. And there you go. And then, and, and at that point. The Rams' defense was on the field the whole first half. So now you start the second half with a defense that's not very deep and is not a big defense. It's It's been run on a little bit this year. Right, exactly. So now you go, okay, now you're in a game, too, where Atlanta can go, we can can continue to run the ball. We're winning. So let's keep pounding it. Who cares if it's second and nine? Let's try it again. Oh, we ripped off a first
0: down. This is pretty good. It's unbelievable. The formula was perfect for Atlanta, and Atlanta's dangerous. We know that. The newspaper in L.A., they are blaming. The Falcons' experience is what led to the win. The Rams weren't oh, ready gosh. to play.
1: Pharaoh Cooper didn't, I mean, if he had experienced catching a ball in playoff atmosphere, he would have been fine. But it was like, oh my gosh, this is the playoff night. I can't catch it. Oh no, I've never been here before. It's a night with the word playoffs
0: attached. I mean, it's stupid shit. Sorry. What about the experience of Jared Goff and those guys?
1: Oh, I know. Jared Goff. His inexperience was really just... I thought Jared Goff played pretty well. He did
0: well. He he missed a throw here or there, certainly. That one throw down the sideline was Was fucking gorgeous. Phenomenal. He made a lot of... And he had a few plays at the end, but when the team is rushing three and dropping eight, it's kind of fucking hard to throw. It's very hard. The stat line, too, at the end of the day, I mean, they
1: outgained the Atlanta Falcons. You know, I mean, the stat line's not that bad. They just lost time of possession They lost time of possession,
0: exactly right. I mean, it's that simple. Titans and Falcons game were like the same for me. They were. It's that first drive of the second half. And it's just, again, it comes down to, and people were calling out Sean McVay again. And I'm like, you guys are freaking crazy. When you have Farrow Cooper, the Rams special teams has been so consistent all year that when you turn it over twice in your own zone and spot them a two-score lead, it's crazy. Other things that caught my attention... Matt Ryan's touchdown throw while falling was phenomenal. Sick, Sick. phenomenal.
1: It was. I, 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 said to people, "Excuse me, because I'm going to burp." Ah, got it out. A Little coffee espresso. Really, really happy for you. Good. Um, but in a lot of ways, to me, Matt Ryan's been more impressive this oh. year than last year.
0: Am <laughs> I? We're caught. I, I, I wanted to say this. Wait, let's that talk together again. Yeah. Matt Ryan, we are proud of you. Yes. Matt Ryan, we are proud of you. Go ahead. I mean, why? When, Tell me when why. When you look at what he's done these last few weeks. right? So, like, even the Vikings game, mm-hmm. one of the more mobile games I've seen him play. He's I, made a lot of plays. I, I feel legs. like a lot of plays are on him keeping the play alive. Right. And I've actually seen more athletic plays of Matt Ryan than I did all of last year. There you go. Yeah.
1: Again, it, 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 no, the stats are not going to be anywhere and I, near. We usually
0: shit on him. We we're critical of him. You're but right. He's he's he, hey, he's taking another step. No, he has. And I knew he was MVP last year, which is wild.
1: No, but he's taking it into his own ability. Yeah. Last year, the system did it. It was like you know, hey, fake to you know, fake to Tevin Coleman and Kyle Shanahan. will give you a Julio Jones wide open for a 25 yard pass. Oh wait, great, awesome. Yeah, every quarterback in football could have done that. This year, he's making throws and plays where I go, damn, nobody's open, or he doesn't have he doesn't have any time in the pocket, and he's putting the ball on the. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, it is a more
0: impressive year to me. Uh, Matt Bryant is freaking timeless. Holy cow. I mean, that dude My is hitting teammate. 57 yarders, yep. and he's like 57 years old. Uh, Alex Mack carrying Devontae body Freeman. ever.
1: What do you mean? Oh, Matt! I mean, look at his body. He's like a oompa loompa with like a good. He's got. Kind of, he's hilarious. Has <laughs> he's it like, always been that way? Yeah, it is. It's just getting worse. A little is worse. It? That's, now that's at part age. of the reason
0: why you guys look at kickers and punters and you're like, come on.
1: Some of them though can be like you can go Johnny Hecker, right? You go, damn. I you're mean,
0: 240.
1: I don't want to do anything athletically next to you. You're going to embarrass me, and I'm supposed to be better. But Matt Bryant, <laughs> Matt Bryant, I'm confident I'm better at everything. Yes, except kicking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alex Mack carrying Devonte Freeman into the end zone. Best awesome play. Uh, Falcons first drive of the second half. Sanu had the big play that yep. we were talking about, mm-hmm. and then I thought the Rams Higby challenge at the end right. was a really big deal. Right? Just I thought that would have been the touchdown that you get it with two minutes left and the two point, the two minute warning and all that stuff. But um, Atlanta Eagles will be interesting, and we're going to talk. Be. We're going to break down that game completely on Thursday, and that will be good. But Eagles can definitely win that game.
1: I no listen. I mean, if you put a gun to my head, I'm going to pick the Atlanta Falcons to win right. the game. Certainly, yes. But oh, this is not. going to going to be like, everybody's just like, it's a shoe-in. They're going to walk into Philadelphia and just roll over the Eagles. You're freaking crazy. I'm just telling you, the Don't Eagles forget, are, big and nasty. Yes. And it's going to be a totally You're different You're going to run on them like you did the no. Rams.
0: And I'll also say this, Falcons went to the Eagles last year when they went to the Super Bowl, right, and they lost yes, by a lot. Right. And they couldn't run at all. And that was a better running offense. Right. I don't have a lot of faith in Nick Foles right. but I'll tell you what I do have faith in that defense with a week off being told they're an underdog I agree. in the rain I agree. outside right. against sloppy a field against yes. a team that their last two away games they've played like the last two months have been LA and Miami.
1: Yeah. You want it to be yeah, yeah it's not supposed to be real cold right I heard like it's going to be it's like, like be 50 raining. degrees. Yeah, you want it a little sloppy. I don't want it totally sloppy but slow down the field, yeah. make it about a big physical like a physical like size game and yeah. that's where the Eagles have the Advantage.
0: I do have a weird feeling that it's going to end up a lot like the Jacksonville Buffalo game. Mm-hmm. That's really sloppy, and the, the true best thing game is, of the weekend. The true thing is, is we predicted that game exactly, except for one or two little points. Here are our predictions.
1: Oh, <laughs> see, we got the backup quarterbacks running the show today. They can't get this stuff. Eddie, is this yeah. your big game? I'm going. I think that the Jaguars are going to win this football game. Obviously. And I am going, because <laughs> I don't bet on shit I don't know. But what I do know is Jacksonville's all defense is awesome. And they're better than Buffalo. And Buffalo's offense sucks.
0: Samus, <laughs> of the possible $1,600, has just bet $1,570 on Jacksonville I bet to cover 8.5 and and points. I know it was 8.5 Yeah. This game, I mean,
1: I don't know. I just have a hard time. I gave 13 points to Buffalo just because I was like, damn, maybe they'll luck into a point or two here or there. I mean, maybe everybody in Jacksonville will trip, and they'll fall down, and Tyrod will run for a touchdown. I don't know. I'm not sure that Buffalo can score 13 points. That would be my two cents. I mean, they're missing their right tackle. I know Chantrell Henderson's over there. He's a good player, but just damn,
0: there ain't enough weapons. I'm going with what I knows. It's a sure thing, Sim style. I've never wanted to lose a bet more. <laughs> I have four hundred dollars on the Jaguars <laughs> uh, minus eight and a half as well. Yeah, damn, damn. You, it was so funny because in my I forgot
1: the one other thing I know though. Blake Bortles sucks. he can't throw. Man, I was betting to see the home game. Blake Bortles, that we put up right, that stat right, right, right. where he's well, been...
0: there was a lot of wind.
1: <laughs> I don't even know. I listen, like I said, I feel bad for the guy in a he lot of ways. The
0: second quarterback ever to rush for more yards, and he has passed the first being Mike Vick. The question I have is really, what's the difference between Mike Vick and Blake Bortles at this point?
1: Well. I mean, Mike Vick's better in every sense I, of the word.
0: I was, I was being very <laughs> you know, again, I was heaping it on. Uh, well, again, like, you know. Romo was trying to tell everybody at home He was that trying to Bortles do it nicely. Sucked. Yeah, he was trying
1: to do it nicely. When you're not
0: a natural thrower, right. the wind can take control of the ball. And right. it's like, so he, he's not a thrower. Right. That's tough for well, the quarterback. And Bortles physician. has
1: admitted these things in production meetings to other, you know, guys covering games. He's said those type of things. Again quarterback play is not about the bottom line. Like how You started out this show, right? It's not about the bottom line stats. That's not what it is. It's about what was there to be had. And who can take advantage of everything that's there to be had, right? Like Cam Newton in the game yesterday, there was 250 yards to be had. But he was so fucking awesome, they got 343 because he made throws that like only four people on the planet can make. And he maximized it. That's why he's awesome. Blake Bortles, like, what's the reverse? He minimized, right? So we're all going to go, well, he ran for 88 yards. He ran for 88 yards. But I promise you when I watch this film later and you saw in some of the highlights that there was huge completions down the field that he just wasn't going to pull the trigger for. He literally looked at the first guy and he goes, Is he wide open? No. Let me run. Oh, where do I go? Holy cow. That was what he did. Yeah. And. Uh, I Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it's unfortunate. It was the, my
0: favorite game of the day, though. I know, you were texting me. It, I, I love that game. Why does that, nobody like that game? Same reason. Okay, so the same people that run to the box score to figure out who to blame are right. the same people that go, it wasn't 37 to 35? Man, NFL football sucks. Man. I'd rather watch Oklahoma, Man. which was a great game. I'm not saying it wasn't a great right. game, but there was not no defense in that game. Every play was pressure packed. I mean,
1: one play was going to change the game the coaches had to manage the game to go we can't let that one play happen or i don't know if we can go down and score and win the game if that happens so that's what i found just thrilling about it i mean yes. it was nerve-wracking it was every play you go if they get a field goal i don't know if they can come back i mean that's literally yes. to that point
0: so here's who the buffalo news is blaming from an article from jerry sullivan Quote, reality came crashing down on the Bills and, more specifically, on Tyrod Taylor and a pathetic pop-gun offense. He continues, Taylor turned in a signature Tyrod performance, completing 17-37 for 134 before being knocked out of the game with a possible concussion. They are literally blaming Tyrod Taylor. Of
1: course that It sounds like they're in cahoots with the Bills organization. But, but for me...
0: Jacksonville's defense is one of the greatest that we have ever seen. Yes. And after the first quarter, they went, okay, so it's LaShawn and Tyrod, and none of the wide receivers are ever going to get by us, and Nick O'Leary might be their biggest threat. We're just going to guard the edge and not let him run? I mean, Tyrod was a sacrificial lamb. That's why I was you telling you... You can't put anything on Tyrod.
1: No. I mean, that's it's why insane. I was texting you during the game. Like, that's the game plan Jacksonville has to do. I don't know if you know what I meant, but like, early on, they were too aggressive. Like, leaving one-on-one opportunities, leaving LaShawn McCoy one-on-one with a guy out of the backfield, blitzing five guys... You don't need to. ...just to let Tyrod get outside the edge of the pocket to have nobody there to actually run him down and spy him. You're like the
0: deepest front four in the NFL. Right, just Just let forward. those guys go. Let
1: the two guys on the man play outside on the outside, play man, and then you have your linebackers. It's basically three linebackers in the state. Those four guys, let them play zone. That's what they did in the second half, and they said, oh, we'll watch LaShawn come out, and if Tyrod runs, we'll watch him, we'll go run him down. And they had nothing. The game was won or lost with, like, two things in my eyes. First and goal in the one. I mean, you're, you're one of the best running teams in football, and you have one of the best running backs in football, and the only weakness of the Jacksonville Jaguars, other than Blake Bortles, is their run defense. So why would you throw a jump ball to a guy who's had
0: knee problems all year? Against yes, Jalen Ramsey. Against the best corner in football? Did you hear what your what? dad said at halftime? No. It was fucking amazing. What did he say? They're going through and they're breaking what? down the game. And your dad goes, you know, really smart play call, and they're throwing a fade against the weak link of the Jaguars' defense. <laughs> and no one fucking caught it, but he was like, seriously, like why are you throwing a jump ball to Jalen Ramsey, who got pushed and still broke up the pass? But that was one of my three coaching decisions that were really fucking dumb. Yeah, uh, that one malarkey going for a two point conversion, then Sean Payton fourth and one at the fifty. Which I don't even think that was as dumb as the other one. But the Bills one was epically dumb. The Bills one what was. What was the second dumb. thing that led to the Jaguars win? The next drive, when when they what the Bills decide
1: to throw the ball on second and third down. And then Jalen Ramsey made the amazing tackle to stop the guy from getting the first down to set them up for the short field to get the field goal before the half to make it 3-3? Three three? Yeah. Like, that's what drives me crazy about coaches. We're conservative and we do it this way all year, and then we're going to get a big moment and fuck everything. We're just going to do it a different way. I'm going to go for it.
0: Yeah. They like, get they get under pressure. That's what that's got what I'm you about. there. That's Punt what...
1: the ball away. Blake Bortles, if we took the defense <laughs> off the field yesterday, I don't know if he would have completed 20% of his passes. Why would you do that?
0: Uh, how much were you rooting for that
1: pick six at the end? Oh, I just kept going, man, it's got to be coming. It's got to be
0: coming. Sack fumble. Oh, my gosh. Oh, where's so are Oh, my gosh. Every play felt like a possible I, touchdown. I mean, I
1: just felt like we've seen that story. I mean, how many times have but we seen that we story said, this year? We
0: said it was going to be a seven-point lead right. that you're relying on a Jacksonville touchdown that's, defensively to cover. Right. Ramsey took a bad angle, man. I'm <laughs> blaming him. He should have undercut it more
1: and gone, and he shouldn't even been touched. But, man, he's awesome.
0: Uh who was more in fear, Blake Bortles the entire game or the cameraman when Blake Bortles was running <laughs> at him? That was
1: pretty good. It I was know. great cuz it was
0: slow and he was like no Bortles. <laughs> yeah, he looked so fucking scared. It uh, was great. One more point about that game. Shout out to the Bills fans bringing their own tables and like slamming Jags fans through fire. Like wait, a- I just Bills fans know their brands right. and they are loyal to their brand they which are. is craziest fucking fans yes. and you earned it. That was it, awesome. They
1: do. They're awesome at it. Uh, Last point about that game, like, and I know I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. You've read it in my notes. Jacksonville would be best if they used Blake Bortles like a wildcat running back. Just treat him like Cam Newton that can't throw. Treat him like Joe Webb. Or Tim Tebow, whatever you want to do, where you design, put him back there in the shotgun, give him the ball to Leonard Fournette. Then the next play, pull guards and let let Blake Bortles run between the guard and the tackle gap for three, four yards. They should play football, and then he'll occasionally throw, oh, a fade or a bootleg, but I would literally run my offense like that. You can't depend on him to consistently throw the ball accurately. And I don't think that's going to happen this week in Pittsburgh. Who's going to be pissed off?
0: Oh, my gosh. I'll say this. We've already talked about Tennessee and Jacksonville, and it's interesting. We talked about malarkey. Is he getting the seal of approval? I thought it was crazy that on Friday I got a BR alert that said, Shad Khan said, when we gave that fifth-year option to Blake Bortles, we were called the idiot on the block. No one's calling us the idiot anymore. And at that moment, I froze. And I realized, holy fuck. They're going to keep Blake Bortles. Stupid and if little they, shotgun. And if they keep Blake Bortles, this could be... I hope that Tom Coughlin would come in, rip some form of thing off his shirt, drop it on the table and say, I have to recuse my post. Be, recuse my post because I can't work here anymore. I read that. They're going to keep fucking Blake Bortles. Well, listen, the they, they're, they're
1: trying to give him confidence to go into the playoffs. I don't believe any of that crap. I don't believe it. We're going to have to see it. There's no uh, way they're going to watch film that. after this year and go, oh, let's keep him around. Now... Now, the, the the all right, two things. First of all, we know coaches didn't want that job this past offseason because of this scenario right here. I know people that I interviewed with Jacksonville and they basically said, "Man, I can't take the job because I'm probably going to go to the playoffs and Blake Bortles is going to be my quarterback and everything, they're going to force him to for me to keep him as the franchise and I'm going to go, "Yeah, we might get to the playoffs, we might win a playoff game, but we'll never go farther than that." So there they are. They're going to get he's going to get stuck with that. Maybe that's why they can't run the Wildcat, though. Because if they run them too much, they're going to have to pay them $19 million. Their fifth-year option on um, Blake Bortles was one of the dumbest things this offseason. Oh, you're saying that they're afraid of injuring him. I mean, gosh, because then it's guaranteed. Who are they bidding against that was going to pay Blake Bortles 19 million dollars this year? And if you want to know why players are starting to speak out on Blake Bortles, nothing pisses off players more than a quarterback making that's shitty, that's making three times more money than good football players. Like, like uh, Jalen Ramsey's like what? Are you you're 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 getting how much money? I'm the best corner in football, I'm making four million dollars. You're making four times that? The reason that, that will piss players off.
0: The reason that they did it. Is because they thought that not having to make the decision right now was worth nineteen million dollars. It's exactly what happened to Kirk Cousins. Because if they don't extend it, you're publicly saying we do not believe he's the quarterback of the future. And now David Caldwell has to answer for a full year about why he fucked up the third pick in the draft. In his mind, it was worth nineteen million dollars to not be wrong right now.
1: I think you're exactly right. And you know what? I never thought about it like that. When it's not your money. Yeah. That's why they did it. You're right. Nineteen million dollars to take dollars those to questions be right. away. Yeah. You're exactly right. Because
0: now, when the contract just evaporates, we'll go. Oh, we're working on it in the off season. Right. But if you make it now, right. Well, now we have to answer it. You're right. publicly admitting that it was a mistake. Yeah. It was worth ninety million dollars to be right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, oh, and then Tony Khan. How about that humping? Oh, what do you mean? When he got up? When, when no, next no, to co- they, uh, yeah, they showed Coughlin. Coughlin's taking notes and Tony Khan's in there with the quick pumps. <laughs> a real Chris Sims type of move. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about oh, Two the, pump jump. The only other thing I wanted to say, too, that I felt was interesting was the two teams that didn't rest their players in Week 17, Jaguars and Saints, they get the win. Right. The two teams that did rest their players in Week 17, the Chiefs and Rams, they both lost. Yeah. Guess what? There's two teams on bye that rested players in Week 17. There's two teams that didn't. Hmm. The two teams that didn't rest, Patriots and Vikings. Vikings battled it out with the Bears. No doubt. Two teams that did rest, Steelers and Eagles maybe some correlation
1: yeah well i mean yeah the 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 patriots vikings have that parcels uh, Patriots were like,
0: no, we're gonna beat the crap out of Bryce Petty. They always
1: do. I mean, th- to ha- that long of a layoff is dangerous. This will be one of the things you watch when, when the Steelers have to play the Jags. Are they sleepwalking early? Yes. Right. That's the
0: same thing with Eagles, Falcons, no too. No doubt. Falcons it's be can scary, jump all over. Right.
1: You. And they get and all of a sudden you get in a game and you go, damn, we've been sack fumbled, and yeah. we made one wrong play, and all of a sudden we're down fourteen nothing, and we haven't really gotten to the flow of the game because one team is battle tested and true and ready to go, and yeah. the other one's been, you know, trying to go, oh, we 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 had a physical practice on Tuesday. Yeah,
0: New Orleans, Carolina. What happened? What's the Sims breakdown when you look at it from 30,000 feet?
1: Man, there's a few things. This is a little deeper one. So I guess this is what I would say, first of all. This is what happens when you're the Carolina Panthers and you don't have receivers and DBs in the NFL in 2017. I mean, I it just, it's the passing league because nobody caught on to that there in Carolina in the last 15 years or so. Have they not seen the Patriots winning yeah. Super Bowls passing the football? So when Kalen K. Kay drops a clay drops a touchdown pass at the start of the game, you know, I want to go, damn, that's bad. But I also want to go, well, what'd you expect from the undrafted signing yes. free agent off the streets that nobody else wanted? Incredible throw by Cam. Incredible. So Cam Newton was absolutely amazing yesterday. I don't think anybody could deny that. I mean, you wanted would... to make him one of your setting the bar guys. I did. I, I, I think he played one of the best games out of anybody this whole weekend. I mean, what, what, did you see an open receiver yesterday? I mean, I don't even know throw. if Cam
0: saw him after he got
1: beat up like well, that. Well, I know. And so that, you know, then, oh, oh, there they are controlling the game. They don't get a touchdown. They missed a field goal, the chip shot, right? Yep. What happens the next drive? 80-yard touchdown pass. Oh, yeah, that's right. You got no secondary players in Carolina <laughs> either. A little bit of an issue. Right. Uh, so I look at it from that standpoint. I think that's where I looked at the biggest difference of the yes, game. Yes, it's funny. Their the ar-
0: flaws showed up. The article in, in Charlotte was, you can't blame Cam. He has a lack of weapons. That's good Which to hear. is, it's nice to see, it but I nice. saw that. Uh, Cam concussion or eye poke? Eye poke. I, uh, he wears a visor.
1: Okay. There, there's this whole area underneath you can get. And the way he explained it, he said it wasn't an eye poke. He said his actual helmet got jammed into his eyeballs. And you believe
0: him. I do. You Listen, believe like the falling to the ground. That, okay. that wasn't a Okay,
1: so here's my take on I'm it. I'm doing this on purpose. I know you are, so let's talk about it. I think this is the thing, first of all. First of all, it was a good hit, yes. It wasn't helmet-to-helmet. No helmet. idea that guy was no, there. No, but it was not helmet-to-helmet. Helmet, it was chest-to-helmet. There. He wasn't, like, stuck on the ground, frozen in a position. He laid on the ground and was holding the football the whole time. Not like Travis Kelsey, who couldn't even hold the ball when he hit the ground, let alone couldn't even stand up straight. Okay, so Cam Newton, he got up, he gets up slow every play. Okay, has anybody been watching football? Did you watch watch them break the huddle, he stays on a knee and the team's already at the line of scrimmage ready to run the play and he's still there on a knee thinking about what he wants to do. That's the way he does it. He got off the field, he ran 30 yards in a straight line line, and didn't wobble. They told him to go down he went down. As soon as he went down he pointed at his eye. They checked his eye he got up, he walked to the sidelines you know what else they checked again? His eye one more time. So I know this is like a sexy story that the NFL didn't do concussion protocol. One, I'm glad they didn't. Obviously he wasn't that concussed because he drove them down to score a touchdown and almost win the game when it was all said and done. So he obviously was capable of still thinking. And I, uh, well, I don't even know where else to go with it.
0: I just, if I was Cam Newton, anytime I just do sick stories of it. this offseason, I'd be like, yeah, I wasn't concussed. Because it's <laughs> badass if you were. And you drove down. I had a weird reaction to concussions this weekend. I enjoy hard hits and yeah. I still I still am not used to people uh, me being like, Whoa and people being like, He could be hurt. And I'm like, I at this moment I'm not thinking about that. But that's no. been the hard okay. thing for. When me to there's deal times with. people telling me I'm an asshole for cheering. But for now
1: here we are. We're all you know. We're all we're, we're a bunch of know-it-alls. So we all know better than the three doctors on the Carolina Panthers right. sidelines. Now we're we're, we do. we're we're all experts on the con- brain, the concussion. You know when there's a concussion and the shit is real, like players aren't even going to let other players. Like Travis Kelsey. Let's just take that for instance. Yeah. Like Jonathan Cyprian hit him. He was out to lunch. He didn't know where, if he was at Disneyland or in Kansas City. He had no idea, yeah. right? He laid on the ground. You could tell he couldn't even recover the fumble. Yeah. He barely bowled it to him. He got up and he literally fell over to the right. side. That to me is like, okay, you're coming Easy. out of the game.
0: Uh, I want to say this too. What did you think of Sean Payton going for it on fourth oh, and two? Dude, that was the dumbest fucking call of the weekend. <gasps>
1: Okay, that was stupid. If it works, you're a genius. If it doesn't, you're an idiot. There's no timeouts of the Carolina Panthers. Just pin them back. There's no weapons on the Carolina. I mean, it's you're gonna have Cam's gonna have to make nine amazing plays for them to go down, which I just find highly and unlikely. He was put in a
0: position where he really only had to make two, right. or three, right, and if and that, P, if that uh, cat that interception is called back to get on the fifty instead of the thirty, that was not a catch yeah. by the rule.
1: He was catching the ball as he was going to the ground. He did not survive contact the ball. Ball came
0: loose. What about should have
1: been incomplete and spotted it at the ball where it was before fourth and what two? What about
0: intentional grounding? Was that right? The intentional grounding. Can they say didn't get out of oof, the pocket? That was really
1: close. I probably would not have thrown the flag there. It was crippling. It was. I mean, that was the
0: game over. I, I honestly thought was that pi on Von Bell on that deep throw to Devin Funches. That's uh, what I'm saying. There's a lot of calls in that game. Where I'm sitting here, going, I, I don't understand bro. why Devin Funch. Devin. He fl- said
1: he lost it in the lights. I'm glad I said that this morning. I said that. I said the only thing I could think of is he just didn't know
0: exactly what He, said where he lost is. in the lights
1: and had to readjust. Because it looked very easy for him just to plant his foot oh, in the ground God. and come back and get the ball.
0: Uh, I just thought it was very funny the Saints running backs didn't do much, but no one's going to get angry at Sean Payton for not running the ball enough because they won the game. Yeah. And then Cam Jordan came out with a nickname for Matt Khalil after the game. He said, oh, Speedbump McGee? <laughs> Loving the McGee <laughs> part. Matt, Ma- <laughs> K- Matt Khalil, Speedbump McGee. That is awesome. Which is why, look... I'm going to say this right now. Yeah. I am already saying that I might go sims on one of my bets this week, and it would be the Vikings. I'm going to come out ahead of you and say that. Oh,
1: you're going to you're going to come out.
0: Andres Pete yeah. breaking his fibula is fucking huge. huge. And I know that the Saints celebrate, but when I'm watching them popping bottles, seemingly in the locker room, and I know Payton's that the digging, and d- down, and I know that the Vikings are coming up, yeah, and that he's not facing speed bump McGee. The Vikings have been my team, and I am ready to call all of the ships. But if if people keep betting the Saints, and everyone's like, Drew Brees versus Case Keenum? Fuck out of here. Okay? Please. It's
1: going to be a good game. I know that. I really do feel confident. Oh, I don't think the
0: Vikings are going to blow them yeah. out. But the line keeps going to the Saints, does it? Oh, yeah. Start yeah. off at four and a half for the Vikings. It's down to three. Yeah,
1: Carolina's Carolina. I mean, Minnesota's the better version of Carolina. Yes. Very similar scheme, but the two linebackers in the middle are
0: better. The pass rush is better. The corners what, are better. You know what? No one's talking about. Yeah. Hey, uh, why don't we use Jarek McKinnon? And do a little some out-and-ups on that linebacker that they did with Christian McCaffrey. Sure. The Saints' defense did not look yeah. that good yesterday. No,
1: it's a, it's a aggressive. But I told you, I like it to a degree because it never keeps their offense off the field. Right. So that, to me, isn't important. It's complementary football. They're aggressive on both sides of the football. Yeah. And that at least, so they're not in the, New Orleans is not one of those teams that's going to be, oh, well, Ben, don't break. You went 14 plays right. for 86 yards and kicked they're the field goal. They're going to take a chance. They are. At some point, and they're going to go, you know what, fine, we'll get the ball back and we'll just have to go down and score to.
0: there are certain players that raise the bar and there are others that set the bar and in wild card weekend if you set the bar it probably means your team is moving on the divisional round sims which player for you set the bar in the wild card weekend?
1: Man, that would be Jalen Ramsey for me. Cornerback of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The best corner in football. And, and again, the interception to close out the game, certainly impressive. But it's the other things that he does that are so impressive. First of all, he just shuts out whoever the other team's receiver is. Whoever they want to go to, Jalen Ramsey, is he's the new island in football. Whatever you want to call it. Jalen Ramsey, lockdown island, whatever it is. But either way, he's the most talented guy in the game. He was a part of not only that play to intercept it to close out the game the first and goal from the one-yard line jump ball to the biggest receiver in football, Kelvin Benjamin, where he stood his ground and said, nah, the hell with you, Kelvin Benjamin. I'm going to knock the ball down. Pass interference on the offense. Kick them out of the area to score a touchdown. And let's not forget the big tackle he had at the end of the first half. It was a third down. Uh, Tyrod Taylor throws the ball to the right in the flat. Looks like he's going to get the first down. Uh, Ramsey flies up. Knocks Zay Jones back to where he didn't get to the line to gain. And it set up Jacksonville for the short field to go get the field goal to tie the game before the half. He wasn't just the bar. He was the freaking bar. He set the bar. He was all, everything bar. <laughs> I am going to
0: stay in the AFC South as well, and I'm going with a guy I doubted for a long time, and for now on he is a legend, and his name is Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota, his stats are great for a few things. One, three total touchdowns with an asterisk, because yes, amazing. <laughs> he caught a touchdown as well. But the thing I like there, eight rushing attempts. Yes. This is the Mariota, that w- is the guy that we are excited about in the draft. He looks like he's ready to run. He's setting lead blocks. And for the longest time, I would say the Titans mirrored his personality. They were a little bit timid. They weren't always sure. Good and analogy, in the last two yeah. weeks, Marcus Mariota has said, get on my back. I am a baller. And the team has acted the exact same way You're in right. the second half of the games. Marcus Mariota, he didn't just raise the bar. He was the bar. Wild card Weekend. Sims, tell me how great I am.
1: Hey, you're great. Good nice. job, man. Let to go. I was I am happy for him. Yeah, And I, I think your point, you know, about him running the football, too. I mean, we've talked about this. I
0: said I, he did ten times against Jacksonville, eight times against Kansas City. This is it why you drafted him. a chance.
1: Him. Yes. Right. I don't understand this, why we draft the running quarterback and we go, well, we don't want to run him until the we game's important. Tell,
0: we tell Wentz not to run because we know he can beat you from the pocket. Right. We tell Mariota to run because that's not really his skill set. Yeah. And he doesn't have the weapons, and we need him to run.
1: Yes, and you—you know—you listen to the game, right? I mean, you heard them at one point. I think Gruden and McDonough mentioned that the team, the players on the offense, they tell him to run more. Yes, and, and because they know it's going to open up. He's legitimately fast. It's going to open up everything. Yes, he is legitimately fast. He is. That was amazing to throw a pass, catch a
0: pass, for a touchdown
1: in a yes. playoff game. That is freaking awesome. He's such a better athlete than Brad Johnson. It's not even <laughs>
0: <laughs> We are down to eight teams in the playoff, and that means eight quarterbacks are left as well. And oftentimes you can pick, figure out the Super Bowl champion based on the quarterbacks. I want you to rank from eight to one the quarterbacks remaining in the playoffs starting from eight to five. Who is the last ranked quarterback in the playoffs, Chris? Simms.
1: Okay, all right. Let me just pull this up so I don't mess this up. Better, totally. yet, Let's look oh, at the graph. Oh, hey, okay, number eight. Well, yes, if he's number seventy, he's number eight of this class. Okay, okay. So Blake Bortles is number eight. Sorry, deal with it. That's number just a Seven. Fact.
0: You have Nick Foles. Nick
1: Foles. Yes, he is a few notches up above seventy. Uh, but yes, he would be number seven at this point for me in the quarterback conversation. Okay, number six is a pretty good player. He might be rising up tremendously farther next week. But Marcus Mariota, I'm going to put in the six. This is a body of work, a whole season compilation. This is not just a prisoner of the moment Saturday wild card weekend game, and now he's the best quarterback in the AFC. No, sorry. Number five, yeah, give him his respect. He deserves it. Case Keenum, he had a better year than all these guys that are behind him right there. Case Keenum not only made plays with his legs, throwing in the pocket, throwing on the run, doing all those things. Ooh, this is where it got tough. Yes. I mean, this is where I don't even know. I might be wrong in this one. Number four, I'm going Matt Ryan. And I'm really torn between making him three or four. Throw up three, too. Because number three is Drew Brees. And I almost would like to just say they're like three and 3A. Mm. And sometimes I sit here and think, no, Matt Ryan's better than Drew Brees. And then I few seconds later, and I go... Drew Brees was really good Drew Brees on is better, though. too. He was. His he was His ball placement
0: yesterday was amazing. Uh,
1: off the charts. And I thought it was encouraging that they couldn't use those backs and win the game. They won right. the game doing other things. Back is,
0: shoulder, baby. Right. So that was two?
1: Number two. His name is a Big Ben. He's that big guy from Pittsburgh, eh? Uh, yeah, Big Ben is still... I mean, since the Jacksonville game, he's played very yes. good football, and he got better as the year went on, smarter decisions, and really started throwing the ball down the field like we remember Big Ben throwing it. Wait, Chris
0: Sims has Tom Brady as no! the number one quarterback? they messed
1: up on the graphic. I hate Tom Brady. He's the worst. He's like number 71 and Bortles is 70. I mean, yeah, Tom Brady's <laughs> the man. Again, once again, I'm, you know... Giving him a blowjob once again, okay? I mean, I, how many do I have to give? I said one bad thing about him once. I blue-balled them once, and so, now I can't get them.
0: Uh, so you can have Keenum it. at five, yeah. and a lot of people are saying Keenum isn't good enough to win the Super Bowl. But out of those eight, where does the line draw for the Do you think that all these teams could win the Super Bowl right now? I mean... If you're being realistic. <sighs>
1: No, I think the bottom two with folds and Bortles, like the game has to go a certain way, right? Yes. It has That's to follow. Perfect. It has to follow a very yes specific formula where these other guys that can go no, I mean, you know, the game, they can get down by 10 and still win, or yeah. the game can become a shootout and they could still win. Right. So there's more room for error with those other quarterbacks. Like, yes, of course Jacksonville can get to the Super Bowl and win, but it's going to have to be like Blake Bortles playing a game that we've never seen him play before, them taking care of the football, them dominating the yeah. run game, and their defense probably causing one turnover right. touchdown type play.
0: We are going to save all of our game breakdowns for divisional round. Oh, these are your quarterback rankings. Tom Brady 1, Big Ben 2, Breeze 3, Ryan 4, Keenum 5, Mariota 6, Full 7, Bortles 8. I think it's self explanatory. You did say that Breeze and Ryan could be uh, switched yeah. there. Yes. But those are Sims' top quarterbacks remaining. I'll be interested to, to see Brady here this week.
1: I really will. Because, I mean, Brady was not sharp towards the end of the year. And, and Dick
0: LeBeau can make it weird.
1: He can make it weird. And, 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 You know, guys at his age, at Brady's age, the rest, that would be a guy where i go, the rest could do him good. It can kind of revive his arm, his body at that age to where we could go, oh, this is the Tom Brady we saw in week four. Watch out.
0: We are going to do more of our game breakdowns on Thursday uh, to to really look towards the next game. But I want to start with Brady. Belichick, Kraft, the three egos. Not the three amigos, the three egos. Yeah. When the story came out, we have been talking on this podcast last week about how you heard there was issues between Belichick and Kraft. Yes. What was in that story from Seth Wickersham of ESPN that maybe you hadn't heard yet?
1: Well, I hadn't heard the whole thing about the meeting to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. I didn't really know that exact story. All I could tell you, and I know I've been saying this to you for weeks, is that yeah, there's an issue there. There, where there's this much smoke. There's fire. And, and you know what? You know, I, it pisses me off this whole like fake news crap. Like nobody can ever believe anything negative anymore, and we just we go to Donald Trump's stupid fake news bull crap. Okay, but like I'm watching ESPN. Hmm. Teddy Bruski works there. Teddy Bruschi's still pretty connected to the Patriots. He didn't disagree with anything in the article. He said, yeah, it's all pretty true. I mean, from what I know, this, these are all pretty real. The thing I
0: hear from every so, former player is, yeah, but it's not going to impact them. And I go, that wasn't the question I asked you. Right. I don't care. I still think this is going to imbo- – I think this is going to help the Patriots probably will. win the Super Bowl. But – doesn't mean that this isn't true. No, You know what I took away from yeah. it? This is all because of what Garoppolo has done. Sure. There's no reason for this story to come out or for people to get that upset if Garoppolo had played average or below average. But because he put together five wins in six games and looked like the next coming of Tom Brady, for the first time, we have a glaring mistake from the Patriots, and people are going who did this? ESPN is very connected to the New England Patriots. This definitely came out because of Belichick, right? I think so. Because when I looked at the story and said who did this benefit it benefited two people. Belichick and Kyle Shanahan. (laughs) You're right. But no. I didn't know that Belichick was going, all right, I want to screw over this franchise by putting Jimmy on a team that will definitely do well offensively. Who do I trust? Kyle Shannon. For me, this is the most ringing endorsement for Kyle ever.
1: Yeah, well, I think he has a great respect for Kyle. I think he knows, like, man, this guy's a good coach, and he really put my defense in a lot of binds, and he was hard to prepare for. And I think Belichick does have tremendous respect for other good coaches. He really does. He might share information, like, what you did wrong at the end of the fourth quarter in the Super Bowl – and trust me, he's going to get information out of Kyle that he wanted back, too. He's going to go, like, you know, what did you see in my defense that you kept doing this How did formation? You or, this? Yeah, yeah, what was it that you saw from me? So he's going to get something out of that relationship. But I'm with you. I mean, to me, it seems like it's a story that was released from somebody on the Belichick side of the aisle. And I would also say, too, you know, I just think it's peculiar because there was a lot of, a lot of people last week, and I had even friends from the Boston area, where the story up there was they thought— Belichick deliberately traded away
0: Garoppolo to spite Kraft. But now it's Brady and Kraft well, to that's spite what, Belichick.
1: I, and I think that kind of story would piss Belichick off. Of course. So that makes me think well, did he think, uh, let me kind of tell my side will of the story? I will never
0: forget Deflate Gate when Belichick went up there and said, Ask Brady. Yes. People forget. Well, they said
1: that in the article too, people in the building thought that the investigation of Deflate Gate was
0: very justified. Yes, for me, Belichick had to answer questions about his uh, honesty and whether or not he was cheating because of something that Brady did by himself and I think that was the huge fracture we talked about it two, three years ago when that happened this could be the end to them then but they went on and won. For me I think it's crazy that I look at the biggest companies in our country, Apple, Google, all these places, and I bet you they have their secrets on lockdown, and I don't even think they are as protective as Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. You talk about locking the notes on the board and it's security clearance, and it's all in that book bag and no one's touching it. Right. And the fact that it took a snake oil salesman to find the weakness of Tom Brady that he whispered in his ear, you're getting older. I can keep you young forever. And that Trojan horse was able to crack into the Patriots organization and spread that that far that half the team didn't do squats because this dude that had miracle juice and ligament stretching brain powers (laughs) convinced the 40-year-old quarterback that you can play forever. He played to his ego. Because Tom Brady was worried that he was going they wouldn't even help Jimmy Garoppolo when he was hurt. That's how sensitive Brady was, and this guy came in from the inside and set all of this off. To me, that's the craziest thing, yeah. that Guerrero was the Trojan horse that ruined all of these things. Can they get back together? You bet your ass. There's nothing that unites the Patriots more than people talking shit about them from right. the outside. I don't think Belichick goes to the Giants because he's too old. I'd love for it to fucking happen, yeah. even as an Eagles fan. No, I don't I like think it'll chaos. happen
1: either. It's the only place he would consider leaving for, but I don't expect that to happen. He's got to
0: rebuild it all right, right now. But right. I'll tell you what, if they lose Patricia to the Lions and Josh McDaniels to like the Titans or the Colts or right. whatever like that, yeah. and then he's got to be there by himself with a 41 year old quarterback that is his own uh, trainer that's going, just remember, right before you get hit, say, I'm going to stretch, and then you're not going to get hurt. <sighs> How the fuck did Guerrero get in there?
1: I. Really, because Cra- unreal Kraft man. and Brady's relationship. I, don't I think just, there's anything more to that. And to
0: all the Patriots fans out there, and a lot of them have come. I thought up it, to it was a very that-
1: soft rebuttal by New England originally. Right? We stand together. We stand. We stand united. Okay, great. And then the fact to me that also that you know it had to be Kraft is the one that went on, on the offense because of course he looked bad at this. He always does. And you know the fact that he you know had to use like the believe, believe me, that's not... you know When yes. people say that, I almost go, well, he's lying. I've,
0: I've cheated on people before and, right. when, and when they accuse me, I go, believe me, I would never, never do that. Do that. I'm right. like, uh, when people I, make I, that kind I did. Of, yeah. I'm an yeah. asshole. Yeah. No, but I will say this as the last point. To the Patriots fans that are going, this isn't a big story. We already knew about it. Let me remind you, when you're a dynasty, we people do not care about individual titles. On the third one, we didn't care if the Lakers beat the Pacers or the Nets. Who is going to be the ego that broke this up, Shaq or Kobe? Yeah, right. When you're dealing with dynasties, the individual success and moments aren't that important. The names become mythological. And then when they start having infighting, that becomes the story. Not, can can Jordan and Steve Kerr get along? Why is it going to end? Right. Because it seems like it's it's endless. Yeah just the way it's going to be. Last thing, because I know we got to wrap up, because coming up on Facebook Live will be Steven Nelson and Michael Felder breaking down college football in the championship. What do you got? Um, I am going to go Georgia mainly because I still don't think that Alabama quarterback, when push comes to shove, is going to be able to throw the ball. Yeah. And I kind of like that Fromm kid, or yeah. whatever his yeah, name Yeah, it's is. From, you're right. Yeah, and just, you know, you told me when you saw Georgia-Notre Dame. Yeah, that they're Georgia's, legit. Yeah, who's gi- your pick? Uh, I'm going to take
1: Bama just because it's Bama. Yeah. I have no other reason. I I agree with you. I think there's a little more weaponry on the Georgia side with those running backs. And Fromm is a better thrower than... Uh, what the heck's the quarterback's name? Jalen Hurst? Hurst. Right, Hurst. Yeah, right, Hurst.
0: Right, right. Uh, the only other thing I was going to say is $100 million for Gruden. What do you think? Well, it sounds of like it's back- for a guy that hasn't coached in a long time. Yeah,
1: it sounds like it's backloaded. Uh, I get that, but but you know, I think at the end of the day, listen, he's a Raider. He really is. He's the perfect fit for that organization. They love having a personality like yeah. that running their team. I mean, it's what Al would like, Al Davis. You know, God rest his soul. And yeah, going there, the what they need from Derek Carr, Gruden is very smart. He really understands football. Gruden's Gruden's biggest weakness to me when I was around him in Tampa Bay, had nothing to do with coaching. I thought he was not very good at evaluating players, not very good at evaluating and bringing along young players. We were always going... Oh, we need a defense end. Oh, we'll sign that ten-year veteran and fill him in for a year or two, and then we'll be in the same problem next year. The knock has always been so, he
0: can't develop young quarterbacks. That would be the big and thing. You were one of the young quarterbacks I that he was. tried to develop, right?
1: So, I mean, this is a guy that's not young anymore. I mean, he's he's past the young stage. He's at the still the start of the prime of his career, let's say. Uh, but yeah, he, I'll say this this much about him: you talk about Car Gruden. Carr and Gruden together. Carr is going to become tougher. He's going to become smarter. And he's going to go to the games, and this is what happened to me, and he's going to go, man, the game's easier than practice because I don't have this little fucking five nine blonde guy standing 10 feet behind me yelling at me the whole time. Hurry up! Call the man in the huddle! What are you doing? 10, 9, 8! I mean, yeah. that's what Gruden used to do to me. I'd get on the field on a Sunday and go... Shit, this is easier than practice. I mean, at least I don't have to listen to that little fucker back there. I was
0: going to say, I was watching some clips of Gruden, and remember that guy in Goodfellas that said, the papers, the papers. The papers. What what was his name? Uh, Johnny Two-Times. Johnny Two-Times. Gruden's like Johnny (laughs) Two-Times. Like, every clip I see, he's like, don't you love football? Don't you love football? (laughs) Come on, patience, patience. Like, everything is repeating himself. Uh, In terms of why the amount of money, I thought Amy Trask, former GM of the Raiders, was really great. Asked, she said, I don't think people understand how much debt the Raiders are taking on with a new stadium, moving an entire team. People don't think when you move a team, you're moving the facilities. You're moving That's a lot that's of a money lot of they're stuff. taking yep. on. And if you sign Gruden to a three- or a five-year deal, and in the last two years of the Raiders he doesn't do well, you need to make sure he's there. You sign him to a 10-year deal. That way you sell the boxes, the luxury suites, and you know we're getting John Gruden in Vegas. And that's the most important thing. They tried to sign Marshawn Lynch to win over Oakland, and now they're siding Gruden to win over Vegas. When you are moving a team, it is financials, and you need stability to move a franchise successfully. Yeah. Great, hundred million dollars though for a guy that hasn't done it in a while is fucking crazy. It is crazy, and it's all guaranteed. You know he's making is ten all. He's making ten times the amount of Odell Beckham Jr. He is ma- It's all guaranteed. Coaches' contracts are guaranteed.
1: No, it, it, not always. Not always Unless fully through.
0: You think there's like some? I stuff would say. In there. I
1: would say there's a certain base salary that's definitely guaranteed, and yeah. then and I've heard it's, it's backloaded too. Right? We haven't seen the official numbers, so he's gonna probably have to earn it to see the the total figure.
0: Man. All right. So, all four games in the books, all four underdogs covered this past week. Wildcard was great on Wednesday, episode 148. Sims, you're going to go down exactly what you did before. Yep. And you're going to recap the last few games. Yep. Right? I'll recap the playoffs. You'll recap the playoffs Thursday we'll do the big breakdowns of the game. Thursday we we're going to look at the divisional rounds right. Wednesday I want film study yep. you're going to lock yourself in a room and I want to know what really happened in these games
1: Yes sir Josh McDaniels sir Oh Thanks. I mean I'm not working in New England anymore I don't have to listen to you. Fuck you I'll break them down when I want to We are of course <laughs> going to
0: be doing our bets on Thursday and Big Phil Sims will be joining us on big Wednesday's poo. episode 148 for Sims. Peace out homies Patrick would say good evening and the LEF KOE good man. says night. Holla at you, enjoy the games. Nelson Felder coming up next. Peace.